everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host, and they call me Tenant Mike. Hmm. And I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier to be here again for another episode of the show where we are both in self-isolation or quarantine, whatever the term you use, we're not doing it as usual. That's right. Um, much like last week, we are we're uh, social distancing. Yes, we're quarantining ourselves. Uh, we're both in Michael's apartment. Uh, Mike, uh, you are in the bathroom, and uh, I am in the rest of your apartment. Yes, which is the responsible thing to do. It's responsible, uh, and you know. I am in a very small, uh, confined space here in the bathroom, if the listeners could see what I'm working with. It's about a uh, four-foot by five-foot kind of box, not not, mm-hmm. not dissimilar to a um, solitary confinement cell, I imagine. Sure. And, um, Your bathroom is a, as, as a whole is almost the size of a medium stand-up shower. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of room to work with. There's basically a toilet and a tub, and that's it. In the sink, you have to sort of stand over the toilet to wash your hands. And so I've been trying to keep myself occupied. And this week, I decided, and I know you're going to laugh at me, James, I decided to pretend that the bathroom is actually the cockpit of a spaceship. That's fun, Michael. Good for you. And instead of the toilet, I'm pretending it's like the... Uh, you know, the chair that, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Captain Picard sits in mm. in Star Trek. And I'm just pressing buttons and saying, yes, attack the aliens, sir. Right. And that he, kind of thing. A good uh, When you're working on your impression in there, a good line could be to say, engage. That's what Picard used to say a lot. Yes, yes. Well, I'll, next time, I'll, um, tonight, just to, to have something to look forward to, tonight maybe around 8 p.m., uh, because of this, I'm going to say engage and I'm going to flush the toilet, uh, but I'm going to pretend that it's um, like the button to launch a rocket or something. Oh, a photon torpedo. Engage, Maybe. photon torpedo. Now, when you're sitting on the toilet and pretending it's the captain's chair of the Starship Enterprise, are are you doing it with your eyes closed yes. or open? Like, uh, Yeah, okay, closed, so you can pretend. Yeah, because if I had my eyes open, I would see that I'm actually in a tiny moist bathroom mm. where there's black mold in most of the corners and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. To avoid that, I'm keeping my eyes closed and just pretending I'm in the cockpit of a spaceship. Well, that's kind of fun. I, I, that sounds actually, you know what? Quarantine or no quarantine, that actually sounds like a decently fun evening. You sitting on the toilet, your <laughs> eyes are closed, yeah, and you're just having the time of your life. And destroying uh, planets and, and, you know, meeting all sorts of sexy aliens and just all mm. sorts of fun stuff. Well, don't have too much fun in there, Mike. I'm going to get jealous out here in the living room and <laughs> the kitchen and the bedroom. Well, you better keep your distance. If yeah. you have too much fun in yeah. there, I'm going to want to come in too. So. Yeah, well, you can't. You can't do that. Um, how have you been passing the time out there in the living room, the kitchen, and my bedroom? Well, um, it's not been too easy. Um, you know, luckily you've got uh, Netflix and uh, Flicky. Crave. So I've been lying on the couch watching a lot of TV. Um, 
watched all of Fleabag. That was really good. Oh. <clears throat> I'm going to watch all the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, all the Harry Potter movies. Um, I also bought uh, from Amazon a uh, Nintendo Switch and a PS4. So oh. I've been playing a lot of video games. Um you know, ordering a lot of deliveries, so I've been eating a ton of pizza and stuff like that. And, um, oh, you know what? It's basically like being in college again. <laughs> right, so, except um, I imagine the old metabolism is slowed down a bit. And if you're, you know, mostly lying down or sitting down and eating all this, you know, fatty food and playing video games, I can Im- I haven't seen you in a bit, but have, have you gained any weight? Have you? No, because um, I'm countering uh, the inactivity and the junk food with weight loss drugs. Um, oh, okay. So they kind of balance each other out. And are they taken orally or are they uh, intravenous? Uh, anally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're putting some. You're putting stuff in the in uh, in both ends, I guess we could say. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I look the same as ever. I'm as healthy as ever. Um, you know, um, I could probably go to the club literally right now, and I would say get between seven to nine numbers. Um, but we're not allowed to. Not allowed. We're supposed to. to chill. We're supposed to Netflix and chill. I'm Netflix and chilling by myself. <laughs> so don't open that bathroom door. You don't know what you're going to see. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, it's been fine. You know, pretty easy. You know, I envy you in that bathroom. I'll tell you that. It's the, the sheets in your bed are very, uh, they're getting a bit, uh, you know when sheets get a bit oily and you're like, I really need to wash these sheets, but I don't want to bother doing it? They're in that sort of zone. Oh, yeah. So you're lucky. Honestly, having that bathtub, you're actually lucky. Well, it's so funny. I guess this is a this is really one of those grass is always greener situations mm. because right mm. now I would literally do anything uh, to sleep in a, in a bed on a nice mm-hmm. soft mattress and, mm-hmm. uh, and not be sitting here on this damn toilet. Well, you know, yeah, because from my perspective, I think you're lucky. You don't have possessions and items bogging you down yeah. and distracting you. Like, God, like, honestly, the bed is annoying and the pillows are annoying. Uh, the, the couch is annoying. The TV. I mean, yeah, it, you're so right. It's totally a grass is greener thing. But this is <laughs> the decision we made and we're going to stick by it for the entirety of the quarantine. And um, Absolutely. So that's just what we're going to have to do. The but, public's uh, health yeah. is at stake and it's more important than our, you know, individual egos. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Although uh, I'd just like to point out something and you're probably going to get embarrassed by me telling this story. But mm-hmm. we mentioned last week we have a special arrangement because yes i am confined to the bathroom so when i hear nature's call i don't mm. have far to travel let's just put it that way because i'm confined you're probably to... already sitting on the toilet i'm sitting on the toilet nude for the past week and uh but as for you you're out in the living room you're in the kitchen or you're in my bedroom and what we did is we came up with an ingenious system as far as i'm concerned uh and it worked pretty well for a few days uh we took a simple garden hose and I mm-hmm. snaked it under the door of the bathroom uh, to you. And mm-hmm. I put one end in the bathtub and you have a bell. And you're supposed to ring the bell anytime you need to, you know, go for a tinkle or a, a number two. I and call it the bell of the ball. <laughs> the bell of the ball. <laughs> and anyway, the system worked pretty well. I would hear the tinkle. I would put the hose into the toilet between my legs so that your urine or your uh, fecal waste would snake through the hose and Mm -hmm. come out the hose between my legs into the toilet where I could safely dispose of it. 
Well, on Thursday night, there was a bit of a system malfunction, wasn't there? Well, I mean, if you want to call it that. I um, do. From my perspective, I thought we had an agreement that when I ring the bell, you know, put that hose in the toilet and get out of the damn way. Yes. Now, here's the problem. I am a well-known, you know, I'm a deep sleeper. I'm a sound sleeper. It takes a lot to wake me up. I usually had about, you know, three or four alarm clocks back in my college days to make sure I didn't miss my early morning lectures. And so, James, claim you claim that you rang a bell on Thursday night. First of all, the idea that you're a well-known heavy sleeper is ridiculous. Nobody knows that. I don't know that. Nobody well, to, knows that. To my you know, Sec- close friends and family, yeah. I highly doubt that. Second of all, from my perspective, I wake up in the middle of the night, I gotta pee, you know, it's coming whether you like it or not, so I'm just going to ding that bell, assume you hear it, and go in the hose. It's not my fault right. if you've had earplugs in or, or you know, your nope. Star Trek fantasies going wild in your head. No, I wasn't pretending to be flying a spaceship at that time. I was sound asleep on the toilet. Somehow, in the midst of the night, the uh, the hose uh, had fallen out of the bathtub and it was, it was pointed directly at my body. And so here's how I woke up on Thursday night. I woke up to a shower of warm and plentiful piss all over me. Now, well, now that's a rude alarm clock if there ever was one. Uh, I mean, I guess that's fair enough. But on the other hand, you're literally sleeping in a bathtub, Mike. Yeah. So something tells me the cleanup wasn't too hard. I, I, I was able to take a shower quite Easily, I admit yeah. that. But still, I was covered in your piss. How would you like it if you were woken up in the middle of the night with a big, a big rain shower of my uh, piss? You well, I wouldn't like that very much. But right. I also would have the common sense to wake up when the piss bell is dinging outside my bathroom door. I already said that I didn't hear it because I was sound asleep. So, well, maybe you need an ear check. This is just. It's... All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll call the doctor into uh, the toilet where I'm confined during this uh, global pandemic. Yeah. Good luck, hmm. James. Maybe you should. Anyway, we're. I guess we're going to have to tinker with this system until... We'll, we'll keep tinkering. Yes. Yep. It's, you know, hey, there are first flaws you in succeed. the system, but it's the, the best system we got. It's Absolutely. like capitalism. Well, actually, what happened to me on Thursday, the piss shower is quite an apt metaphor for capitalism for most of us. But anyway, so um, how how's things going at your job, Michael? Because you're still working <laughs> at the women's prison, no? Oh well, actually, things are going too. Uh, they're not going too well recently. Uh, as I mentioned last week, I was uh, working from home. I am a prison guard at a local women's prison here in Toronto. And because of the coronavirus pandemic, we're supposed to work at home. So I was doing my part. I was working at home via Skype. And I was watching those ladies in their jail cells like a hawk. And they could see my my big face on a large uh, computer monitor. There were four right. of them. Um, it's a sort of panopticon um, prison. So anywhere the women looked, they would see my face. Mm. They basically destroyed the computer. So I couldn't see what wow. was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they hated me, I, I suppose. They destroyed the computer. But the last thing I heard, uh, there was some sort of jailbreak. And I heard one of the, the women, the, the, the leader of the, of the pack, I guess. She said, we know where you live and we're coming for you. Wow. So that's my week, work-wise. Well, 
That's interesting. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Well, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's coming for you to, to, you know, give you some toilet paper and paper towel or mm. something like that. I don't know. I don't think her intentions are peaceful. She's not coming here with, you know, um, a fresh-baked uh, plate of cookies. That's just, you know, <clears throat> she's coming here to, to do harm to me, James. Hmm. Well, Don't uh, answer the door. At times like this, I think you should thank your lucky stars you're locked in a bathroom. I guess that is a nice silver lining throughout all this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and your week so was, before was we okay, move on I to guess. Our segment, we have a Patreon account. Oh, we do. We have a Patreon account. Uh, if you'd like to help us continue going or even improve our audio service, uh, listeners can go. You can go to patreon.com slash landlord tenant. We've gotten a, a, a few uh, new subscribers recently. So oh, that's... Thank you so much, everybody. We're, yes. we're so grateful. And um, we <clears> truly <throat> appreciate it. And, uh, you know, when the shit goes down, you can come. Uh, if society crumbles, you're welcome to come and stay in my apartment and, and hang out with us. That's right. And we've also made a commitment that if, if society does fall apart, we're going to keep on podding, baby. Keep on podding. It could be a Mad Max situation, and this pod will still be on. Am I right? Uh, absolutely. Now, you mentioned Mad Max, and it reminds me, imagine if we were quarantined here, you know, for forever, and it was me and you and that guitar player from uh, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Imagine uh, what that would be like. It'd be like some the, sort of sitcom. That would be fun. The, the guitar player that drives Aaron Eves insane? Yes, he doesn't like Yeah, <laughs> who's on top of the truck playing electric guitar. That'd be really fun. That's a good thing to pitch as a web series, maybe, when this is all done. Yeah, although I, I bet getting to sleep would be a bit of a challenge. Like, keep, yeah. uh, turn turn off that damn guitar music. Put that guitar down. We're trying to sleep. Maybe it would, it would be you and me in, a, in an apartment, and then the guitar guy is sort of, like, hanging from the ceiling with sort of weird hooks and oh, uh, leather straps, you know what I mean? Hanging him from the ceiling, uh, off yeah. hooks on his back or something like that. I can just see it now, yeah. Yeah, because he's a bit S&M, isn't he? Yep. I bet he's freaky in the boudoir. I bet the guitar guy from Mad Max is a freak. There's no way that guy is vanilla in the bedroom. Although, wouldn't it be so funny if he got someone in the bedroom to do the deed, and then suddenly he was like, uh, don't laugh at me, but I'm... Um, I only know missionary. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? I've never done this before. <laughs> it's all a front. Imagine he's a virgin. Now that is something I'd like to see. If they made a sequel to Mad Max Fury Road, which is like a spinoff just for his mm. character, where it's like, uh, I have you something know, to say. I, I need I to lose don't my remember too well. We'll have to ask our guest about this, but I kind of feel like the the the, the drone guys. The bald guys in Mad Max Fury Road might have been, um, you know, had their balls cut off or something. Like, they might be... Castrati's. Yes. So he might be a virgin. No, no. Well, wouldn't it be funny, I was just thinking, if there was like a, uh, almost like one of those uh, teen sex movies where it's like, the guitar player and his castrated friends are like, we gotta get you laid before summer, guitar guy. And um, and then we'd see how that played (laughs) out. That's a fun idea. Yeah. We've got to get the sort of pale albino uh, worker guys from Mad Max into some kind of sex teen romp film. Yeah. And the catch uh, is he's he can't be on, you know, untied from the front of that truck. Yeah. 
That's fun. We're all in a garage. Yeah. Well, Mike, um, should we do our segment before this gets too out of control? I know. We're, we're sort of – we're off and running, aren't we? Yeah, um, we are. I'd love to do the segment. And this is a – you know, it's a stressful time. We're all, you know, staying at home. We're all you know, social distancing. We're afraid. We're seeing scary headlines. So we thought it would be mm-hmm. fun for our segment, just for your entertainment, uh, to, to do a sort of roundup of the – the best highlights of the week, basically. That's right. Stuff we've seen online or on TV or, you know. Because stuff let's that... face it, we're all looking at our darn phones yeah. like crazy right now. Yes. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of, of uh, you know, things go viral, no pun intended. Right. Right. Um, shall I go first with my first highlight of the week, Michael? Please, sir, I entreat you to begin. I also just burped, and I don't know if the microphone picked that up. Oh, but I just want to acknowledge that to the okay. listeners that I did that. Well, it takes a big man to admit that he burped on a podcast, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, main highlight of the week for me: um, the Imagine video. Oh, um, it was wonderful. That's right. Superwoman Gal Gadot organized a uh, video made up of a bunch of Hollywood elites. What uh, Wonder Woman? Singing. That's right. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Now, James, you said Superwoman. Oh, yeah, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> anyway, her and Jimmy Fallon and a bunch of other stars sang Imagine with no instruments straight to their phones. It was a beautiful thing. And um, apparently other celebrities are taking this idea and running with it. Really? That's right. The Gal Gadot thing was so popular that other celebrities are going, I want to do my version of that. And I found out that Jim Belushi is going to try to do his own version of that Imagine video. You don't say. That's right. And he's gotten together uh, guys like Kevin Bacon, uh, Dan Aykroyd, and Bruce Willis. And in the exact same style as the Gal Gadot video, they're all going to sing Mustang Sally. Oh, that's wonderful. And I cannot wait because I love that vibe. I love that sort of white 55-year-old, 60-year-old, goateed American guy blues. Like out of shape. Yeah. So um, that's something to look forward to in the coming weeks of quarantine. I think that'll heal a lot of people, um, that video. Yeah. Agreed. So my first highlight of the week was um, a bit of a sad one. Um, I don't know if you saw this, James, but uh, you know me. You know that one of my favorite Hollywood and Broadway performers and voice actors is Joshua Gad. Josh Gad. Mm. And, um, you know, he's, he's reliable when you're feeling blue to make you feel good. Well, this week, the tables were turned, James, because Josh Gad this week, he posted a video to uh, Instagram and Twitter of himself crying, you know? I saw that. He was crying like a baby. Mm-hmm. He was weeping and blubbering, and it was just awful. It was heartbreaking yeah. to see this man. It's like Pagliacci, you know, the crying clown. And I hated it. And so here's my challenge to Mr. Josh Gad. Next week, you know, we've seen you cry now. Next week, we want to see you get back to normal. Josh, I want you to put up a video next week of yourself giggling and laughing and, you know, rolling around and maybe tickling yourself and, you know, acting berserk and the way that you usually do because we could really use... That kind of thing. I would love to see just if he took his shirt off and just is tickling himself in a video for a few minutes. So almost like he's in a frenzy, like those 
those uh, born again Christians who who start to laugh uncontrollably. Yes, like that kind of thing. I love to hear him just going like, <laughs> and just like uh, sweating and smiling manically and sort of clenching his jaw. That sounds great. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. Do you think he recorded his crying video from his uh, estate or inside his mansion? Or like more on the grounds? Well, the mansion could, grounds. it looked like he was in some sort of courtyard. It might be his stable. Yes. It might be a stable for what I presume are his horses. I, I think he's a horse guy. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Yes. Uh, here's my second highlight of the week. Um, if you live here in Canada, you might have seen a, a viral video on Twitter of uh, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, doing a press conference. Yep. And he interrupted it partway through to say, excuse me, I have to go get my coat. And he went back in his house and came out with his coat on. Now, a lot of people thought that was charming. But my take? Uh-uh. No way. Uh, Justin, what the hell are you doing, sir? What? Uh, listen. Going back into your house to put your coat on, all that does is make our nation look weak, okay? It makes us look like losers who are weak. Now, let me tell you something. I'm a 30-something guy. I've lived in Canada pretty much my whole life, and I have never owned a coat, and I never will own a coat, and it gets pretty darn cold here, but nothing is less masculine than seeing a man wear a coat any time of year. Justin, ditch the coat, and you might have my vote, and that's a slogan I'm working on. Ditch the coat, you might have my... That just seems unreasonable. I mean, Canada's... Or, until you ditch the coat, you ain't got my vote. All right. I mean, I like the ring of it, but I don't like the sentiment. Because, again, this is a this is a winter nation, and it doesn't seem reasonable, but... Uh... Well, that's how I feel. All right. You yeah. know I've never worn a coat. I know. I, I'm trying to think. I'm going in my mind, thinking of all the time. Like, we, we've gone skiing together. Mm-hmm. We went to that ice hotel in uh, Quebec City. And, yep. yeah, you never wore a coat. That's right. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hardly wore a shirt. I always have an open, unbuttoned shirt with no uh, sort of no shirt underneath. Just an open, unbuttoned dress shirt, halfway down. It's wild. Yeah, it's you're consistent in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So my second highlight of the week. Now we're all you know staying home a lot. Um, not supposed to go out if we're being good little citizens like uh, James and I are. And mm-hmm. so we're we're looking for stuff to stream. Looking for stuff to binge. And I gotta say, as I'm sitting here on my toilet with my laptop, thank God for Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10, the uh, the recent new return to our screens of Larry and the gang. And I gotta say, when everyone's afraid of getting sick and dying and stuff, there's nothing like watching a show uh, with a nice, young, virile cast. You know, Larry and Richard Lewis and... All these people, they're just the picture of health. And uh, as I'm watching these episodes, I can just feel it boosting my immune system. You know what I mean, James? <laughs> yes. When when you're worried about getting sick, it's nice to see the healthiest looking people on Earth yes. do their thing. You know, you've got Jeff Garland, you've got Ted Danson, and all these ones, they're healthier looking than the next. Mm-hmm. Larry has lost a bit of uh, baby fat this season, so he's he's slimmed <laughs> down a little bit. And Richard Lewis, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So if you're feeling a little unwell, you know, take your vitamins, yes. Uh, drink your, uh, your tea, but also watch Curb Season 10. Very good. Um, well, my final highlight of the week, uh, here in Toronto... 
uh, and, and really, actually, across the world, it was a big deal because the Nintendo Switch game Animal Crossing came out. Mm. And um, this was a really exciting thing. Um, uh, I know I was out there on Young Street, 8 a.m., on uh, Thursday in line, waiting to get my hands on one. I couldn't wait to do it. What? Um, it was, it was, uh, and, and, and the game was very fun. So I'm glad I went out there and got in line and got the game. James, that's so irresponsible. People were, you know, not only exposing themselves to risk of infection, but they, they could go home and, and spread it further just for a, a video game? I, I'm shocked. Well, first of all, just a video game? No, Animal Crossing is more of an event. Second of all, uh, it's fine because I blew uh, a hairdryer on my face the entire time I was in line, and that kills the germs in your nose. So, What? I'm good. Okay. I don't know if there's any, if there's any science behind that. Uh, there is. A... There is. There was a doctor on OANN, uh, which is going to be the new, which is basically the new Fox News, uh, who said that that can be effective. So we're good. I'm good. Well, hope you don't uh, hope you don't come down with anything nasty. Well, All if right. I do, you're going to get um, it as well. <laughs> All right, um, just uh, let's wrap up this segment with my third and final highlight of the week. So um, if you're in Canada, you may have heard this week that uh, Shoppers Drug Mart, which is sort of our national <laughs> drugstore, I guess it's the equivalent of a uh, CVS or a Dwayne Reed, uh, if you're American, they announced this week that they're going to have the first hour of shopping every day be devoted exclusively to senior citizens, uh, and they get a 20% discount during this trying time so that they can, you know, get what they need before the rest of the population comes in. And I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed, James. Why is that? Well, because, yes, sure, seniors should be offered this kind of thing, but Shoppers Drug Mart, what the heck? What about us guys in our mid-30s to mid-40s? Shouldn't we also get a special time of day dedicated to us to come and shop? I mean, what the heck? Wow. Well, I guess they feel like oh, the seniors, uh, it's harder for them to, you know, move around and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, you've seen the way I move. I, it's no picnic oh, for me true. either. And I, I got to say, I put, I'd go toe-to-toe with any senior citizen out there. Let's, let's have a bone density contest. I bet you my bone density is much, much lower and weaker than theirs. So, well, just saying, shoppers, that, maybe... You might be right on that, Mike. And my, you know, my immune system is, is shot to hell, so, uh, you That's know... That's true. I may look young, I may uh, look healthy. Not really, but... But the... Well... That's debatable. But uh, the answer is actually no. I'm very frail. I, I think of myself as a as a frail little flower. And I think of you that way, too. Well, finally, one thing... Uh, <laughs> one thing we, we agree, agree on. on. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we take a break, Mike? This was a pretty damn long intro. Yeah. And uh, why don't we come back with our guest? Sure.
welcome back to the show, everybody. Whether you're listening uh, in isolation or you're breaking the rules and listening to this at a dinner party and, uh, and you're part of the problem, we're here back again, me and James, and right now we're going to welcome this week's guest who's joining us via Skype from the East Coast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Bryn Potty. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hey, being here, uh, Gwen, uh, Bryn. Or, or, or when I say being here, I obviously don't mean physically, because as Mike said, <laughs> you're out there in, uh, in Nova Scotia. Uh, yeah, Nova Scotia is now completely sealed off from the world as of today. Um, <laughs> there's no flights in or out, and uh, the only road in and out of the province is closed. So That's I'll, exciting. I'll, it's, it's dangerous, too. It is, yeah. It's it's uh it feels more dangerous to be here than it has before, I'll say that. <laughs> Imagine if Nova when Scotia those seems... things get back to normal, like if if they just left Nova Scotia blocked off from the rest of the world for say 50 or 100 years. I wonder what it would be like at that point. Would they have, you know, would it be like Wakanda where they have this sort of technology way more advanced than the rest of the world? We would probably figure out something cool with uh I don't know, boats, I guess. Yeah? Rain hats? <laughs> slickers? <laughs> we would have we would all be wearing slickers within within a couple weeks, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I've, a new uh, type of folk music? <laughs> yes. Dystopian folk music. I I'd, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I mean But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, where where are you specifically? You're you're not in Halifax. No, I'm in a town called uh, Lunenburg, which is about an hour and a half outside of Halifax. Um, it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So Interesting. I've been there. Uh, so it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Is um, Lunenburg the home of the Blue Nose? It is the home of the Blue Nose. Right. I can see, I can see where they built the Blue Nose from the window of where I'm recording now. Wow. And Michael, another, is that in another time that would be a pretty cool thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Michael, do you do you know about the Blue Nose? Do I know about the Blue Nose? Well, I know that it used to be or still is on the Canadian dime. That's it's right. It's still there. Yep. Uh, right. It, I wonder uh, if in if in the future, if they pr- uh, you know print new dimes, if we'll see in the corner in the background, we'll see you, Bryn, kind of panicking. Uh, looking out at the blue nose because in your mind you're thinking what the heck is happening with this global pandemic I think I'm going I'm going to write the government to get that done I'll be like look I know you guys have other stuff going on right now but once this thing is sorted out maybe you should put me on the dime if you, I if think that the kind of thing you can only see with a microscope or a, you know because you'd be so small in a window well behind the the, the boat on the dime, but it'd be kind of a neat Easter egg, which, which is a big thing in video gaming, right? Brit? Yeah. And also like, I mean, people look at coins and microscopes to make sure that they're authentic. Yep. So that could be like yeah. how you know that that's a real one and not a, a forgery. Yes. I, I think it'd be neat if the, the Canadian mint totally redesigned all of our money to reflect the current, you know, state of the world. So I'm thinking on the $20 bill, yes, we still have Queen Elizabeth II, but this time she's wearing a medical mask and she's uh, she's got her hands out saying, you know, uh, stay, stay back a meter from me, everybody. Yeah. 
great. That would be fun. <laughs> I'd like to see uh, maybe on the on the five. Uh, Wilfred Laurier would be watching TV for updates about what's closed. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd find out like, oh, the uh, the grocery store is an essential service, and he'd be like, oh, okay. Maybe on the other side of the of the five, <laughs> just a, a, speech, a one- speech bubble that says, "Oh, okay." Uh, <laughs> and maybe on the one dollar coin, you have the loony instead of being in a pond is in its uh, nest playing Nintendo Switch because <laughs> you know <laughs> a, uh, a gamer loony, I guess. Yes, <laughs> there there is a game on the Nintendo Switch about a goose, but not a loon yet. So. Anyway, oh, what's that one? Uh, It's called Untitled Goose Game, and you play as a goose and you bother people. Now, has have either of you ever actually in real life been chased or threatened or harassed by a goose or a a dove or any sort of large bird? (laughs) I've never been bothered by a dove, but a goose, yeah. Yeah. Every time I'm out in the park, these doves they swarm me, and I'm (laughs) I'm going fuck off, fuck off, get away from me, doves. Hmm. Maybe do you have holy water on you or something? I always associate doves with kind of Catholic Christian imagery. Maybe they smell. Better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I douse myself with a bit of holy water before uh, and after I leave the house. So maybe that's it. Well, you Bryn have and to I these both days. Grew up, Bryn and I both grew up in the country, and I think Bryn. It sounded like you've had plenty of experiences with geese. I have as well. Mike, I think, has mostly lived in cities, so he probably doesn't. Yeah. But we know all about geese. For me, it was actually in the city where I was harassed oh. by a goose. So, uh, was it on Young Street? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just outside the brass rail. Really? Um, no, it was. Uh, there was a hiking trail by my house, and geese would really interrupt my jogs sometimes. Oh wow! Oh, no, would they try yeah. to peck at your penis? They. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't let them get close. You know what? To be fair, I, I didn't get chased too much. I, as I was approaching them, they just kind of stood their ground, and it was it was a game of chicken that I lost every time. <laughs> oh, it's awful to hear. Um, well, Brent, we've, we've talked about a number of issues so far: geese, uh, Canada's uh, mint, and and money. But um, can I ask you a, a question? Uh, are there any famous people aside from yourself from Lunenburg? Um, I mean, there's Captain Angus Walters, the first captain of the Blue Nose, obviously. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all aside from that. I mean, we all know we all know Captain Angus Walters. Um, hmm, famous people from me. I know that I'm not. I there's other people who like live in Toronto in the like film industry. That are doing okay. Is George Strombolopoulos from Lunenburg? I would know. Uh, no, he's not. But you know, um, Kathy Bates owns a house out here. And uh, Kathy I think... Bates from uh, like like the famous American actress Misery. Yeah. Wow. They, they they filmed a lot of movies here uh, over the years, um, and she was in one. I don't remember which one, but uh, she was. Well, was Jim Carrey was Letter? in one. It was something like that, yeah. It yeah. might have been Scarlet Letter. Didn't they make the the shipping news? That movie with Dame Judi Dench and Kevin Spacey was that shot around uh, uh, either Halifax or Lunenburg? <laughs> I think they actually did that one in Newfoundland, but um, 
Nice. They filmed oh. a movie where the kid from Jurassic Park uh, helps some kid with a problem, either a mental or a physical deformity. Um, it was oh neat. Simon Birch, I think it was called. But oh it was, yes, yes. Oh, so is there a statue of Simon Birch in downtown Lunenburg commemorating that <laughs> event? Uh, no, I mean, so much stuff gets filmed here that it's uh, we can't commemorate all of them. Most recently, so, uh, Lock and Key on Netflix was filmed here. Oh, and nice. Beethoven, one of the Beethoven sequels where they search for treasure. Whoa. Would, would that would, be with would Charles, Charles Grodin, Grodin or post yeah. Charles Grodin? This is post Grodin. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, Grodin's, Grodin's never been here. Uh, I, I hear that Grodin doesn't have the balls to go to <laughs> Nova Scotia. <laughs> it's when a bit was, too. When was, sorry, I was just going to ask when was Grodin's peak? Like, when was Grodin just killing it? I think it was Beethoven. <laughs> I'm going to say early 90s, yeah. But what about, wasn't he in the movie The Lady in Red with Gene Wilder and Kelly Brook or something? Remember that? No. He was like, he played a lot of, like, scoundrel best friend characters. Mm. He was in one called, like, Lonely Guys with Steve Martin as well. Like, he, mm. he, you know what, maybe Midnight Run is his peak? Wow. Is he funny or does he suck? I don't know. I don't either. I think he was funny, but then he went uh he he had a sort of brief career after acting where I think he had some sort of political talk show on like oh, MSNBC or something. Yes, he did. Like Groden Charles Groden every evening would tell you what's what about uh Capitol Hill. <laughs> <laughs> was where did he fall on the spectrum? I think he was like generally like a Democrat, just like a liberal guy. Um, you know, he didn't have a, he didn't fall from grace the way Dennis Miller did. He <laughs> <laughs> would be cool. I wonder if he ever brought the Beethoven dog on to his political talk show. It's good to see you again, uh, <laughs> sir. <laughs> have you guys uh, seen that movie in a while or has it been since you were kids? I haven't seen it uh, since then. Not since I was a kid, yeah. I, I rewatched it fairly recently, and um, the plot of the movie that, that we forget as adults is that the reason that that vet wants to kidnap Beethoven is um, <laughs> because they're testing a new type of handgun, and they want to see <laughs> if the bullet will explode a big dog's skull or not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> No, that that's is how they test. Wait. That's how you know they test weapons. They, t- they shoot a dog. <laughs> Sorry, that is the premise of Beethoven. Yeah, and that he's a vet who this weapons manufacturer subcontracted to shoot a dog to see how big of an explosion it would like, how so much the, its head would explode. So in the movie Beethoven, someone is trying to steal Charles Grodin's dog to shoot it and see if it blows up. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Doesn't the the weapons industry just test weapons on humans? Or, or use a watermelon? <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> shoot a watermelon. I'm sure there's and like they specifically needed it to be like a very large dog, um, <laughs> and that's why they targeted serious? Beethoven. I swear to God, this is not a bit at all. That's we why need a large the- dog. Whose family loves it <laughs> to blow up its head. You know what I read? 
That's that you know that's like a it sounds like a ludicrous plot for a a movie. And, and wait, but I and, was just reading. Sorry, Michael, I interrupted sorry. you. Well, another. I mean, the Beethoven story sounds like a ludicrous thing, but in reality, uh, I, I was I was just reading a book about the Cold War, you know, for fun, and the CIA in the '60s, for real, um, experimented to try and make uh, to turn cats, like household cats, into spies <laughs> to get information from <laughs> Russian uh, politicians, and they it was a project called Operation Acoustic Kitty. And they implanted microphones in cats' ear canals, and they implanted a like a transmitter at the base of their skulls, and they tried to train them to like to walk onto the property or like stand near Soviet agents or politicians. Um, and the project cost millions of dollars and yielded no results because they couldn't train cats to do anything. <laughs> and the first time they released a cat with a microphone in it to try and spy. On like a Soviet Soviet ambassador, the cat immediately walked into the street and got hit by a car and died. <laughs> oh my god! Where, wouldn't the Russian? Wouldn't the KGB be a bit weirded out by all the cats in the office suddenly? How come suddenly so much cat? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember there being this many cats in the Kremlin, but anyway, that's that's wild, Mike. Uh, we should shoot this cat with gun and explode its skull. <laughs> that could be uh, a Russian answer to Beethoven. Another wacky uh, government plot to kill people with animals from the past was um, the sort of backup plan to the A-bomb. Did you guys ever read about this? No. The, no. <laughs> the backup plan for the A-bomb was they were going to strap a bunch of bombs to bats um, with random timers and then drop a crate full of bats over Japan. <laughs> and um, and the idea was but not these a- bats would go and hide and just start randomly exploding and no one would ever know if they had a bat in their house or not. <laughs> and pe- they would just like all freak out because they were – these bats were exploding everywhere. And was it just conventional explosives or, or nuclear – they, they were conventional explosives, but they were all oh, on in like, that case. <laughs> like rand, random timers. So like no one knew when a bat was going to explode next. They'd probably wow. just blow up a cave. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> really goes to show you that the military uh, has always been run by some of the smartest people on Earth. Uh, yeah. Great ideas. Right now when we're in a time of uh, – unquestioningly obeying the government it's good to it's good to remember that they don't always get it right mike has your book told any uh, said anything about um you know the mk ultra tests where they were trying to see if people could be um use psychic powers um no it hasn't specifically mentioned mk ultra which i think also involved like was that involving lsd tests against people who didn't know but it has mentioned that uh, during the Cold War, the CIA, yes, tried to uh, use cats um, and that they founded student groups and magazines and like sponsored academic uh, conferences secretly um, around the world, especially in, uh, in Europe. Fun, fun stuff. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd go from Charles Grodin to the CIA – um, we might be a couple of three guys who might have a bit too much time on our hands and our minds are starting to wander. 
how have you guys been uh, dealing? I'm sure, like, like I wish that I could talk about anything else, but I've mm. got a bit of a one-track mind these days, and it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not in the usual way. Yeah, well, well exactly. we're so- I, I have yeah. a one-track mind too, but it's yeah, usually about something else. Well, um, Bryn, you may not know, but uh, you know, I'm I'm cra- I've been crashing at Mike's for a while uh, because my house is under investigation. Uh, for a dead butler. So Mike and I decided we're going to socially distance, even though we're in the same apartment. So Mike's in the bathroom and I'm in the rest of the apartment. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting uh, I'm sitting on the toilet. I've been here for at least seven days. I'm losing sort of track of time. But yeah, I've been sitting here in the buff uh, on the throne, just trying to stay sane while James uh, has free reign in the living room, the kitchen, and my bedroom. But as they say, grass is greener because I'm looking at the bathroom going, oh, that, lo- that looks kind of fun. So and uh, I'm thinking of my bed, and I, I'm so jealous. So yeah, feel free to cut this out if you've already talked about it. But uh, James, where have you been doing your business then? If Michael's in the bathroom? Oh no, not at oh, all. We yeah, have we have a hose system yeah. set up, so it goes under my the door, and I I dingle a bell, and Mike knows to put the hose in the toilet. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a bit of an we accident the other night, though. Bryn. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, so, Brent, you're you're in Lunenburg, and is it true that you hadn't? I mean, I guess you you might be stuck there. For, for I'm I sorry to not, laugh, but I had you're stuck there for a them, few months. I had not planned on them closing the only road out. No. <laughs> and why are they closing it? Because who's who's who are they afraid of coming in? Is it a government uh, order, or is it just local? Uh, it's a villagers government order who, that they don't okay. want people from New Brunswick to come in anymore, and they've actually. <laughs> They've said that, like, not just people who have left the country, but anyone who has left Nova Scotia needs to quarantine now. Uh, oh, no, we're nice. we're afraid of New Brunswick, apparently, here. So Now, I've heard David Bowie sing about being afraid of Americans, but I have never heard anyone sing about <laughs> being afraid of New Brunswickers. I'm afraid of New Brunswickers. <laughs> God is a New Brunswicker. Um... Have you guys? Do you guys have any friends on like uh, Facebook or anything who were away on vacation like recently? <laughs> because I have a, I know a guy who I was following on Instagram, and he was in Cuba like two days ago. Yikes! And he made it back, and, but he, he didn't seem like, to know. He was doing yeah. posts like having, you know, he was he, like I, I would say three days ago he did an Instagram post that was like Cuba vibes. And him sitting on a damn chair. <laughs> Tasteless. This, this is your friend. He was celebrating St. Patrick's Day, right? And he was like, weird St. Patty's Day in Cuba. I don't know if he listens. God bless him if he does. I'm amazed he made it back. But I was kind of like, damn, man. You're pretty chill. Well, I... Maybe, like, I think... Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say people are responding in an uh, interesting wide variety of ways. You know, some people are, you know, quarantining themselves like us and social distancing. Other people are – it's almost as if they, they haven't even heard the news and they're just going about their, <laughs> their business as usual. Yeah. That is the weird thing because, I mean, I guess I sort of understand maybe in Italy, you know, or something or certainly China, you know, you, you don't have anything to compare it to maybe. You, you'd think, well, it won't be that bad. But – we can, you know, we have pretty clear instances of seeing it look pretty not great in other places. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. and like, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's, like, it's hard to it's hard to say anything that I feel like 
everything that could possibly have been observed about this has been said already, and yet there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> I feel like well, my parents and I have had the exact same conversation constantly <laughs> for the past week. <laughs> now, Bryn, have you had the same experience that a lot of people have had where you are taking this more seriously than their parents? Or are your parents like uh, in agreement that this is a serious thing? Uh, they're pretty much in agreement. My dad is retired, so it has not affected his life at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> he is still just walking the dog once a day and hanging around in the house. <laughs> My mom is still going to work, although I think that'll stop tomorrow. Um, right. Uh, but yeah, no, like no one's going anywhere or doing anything. Um, my dad went to bring my grandparents some groceries, but they told them to just leave them in the mailbox and get out of there. So yeah, we're not, I don't know. Yeah. And like I say, I don't know anyone who lives here anymore. I get all of my local gossip second and third hand anyway. So <laughs> now you've mentioned in the past that Lunenburg, despite being, um, a small place, it has, uh, you know, political intrigue. And political rivalries uh, to to rival what you'd see in Ottawa or Washington D.C. I would say so. Um, there is a there's an election coming up uh, in the fall. Uh, the current mayor here, Rachel Bailey, is not running again. She had a, a scandal plagued first term. Oh dear! What what kind of scandals happened? <laughs> um, well, there was. Let's see if I can remember them. There was one about how this rich guy was mad that there was too much red tape for opening uh, some kind of a new business, and everybody sided with the rich guy instead of her. Um, and okay. then also people thought that like the local government was intentionally polluting the water. <laughs> and <laughs> this was based on a, a high school student's science report. Um, and some guy – threw a handful of shit at the mayor when she was uh, hiking oh one God. morning. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And then there's been a big so controversy. her security detail didn't take the guy down and sort of execute him? Or like... <laughs> he, I believe he did have to go to court for this. Right. Uh, and then um, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not there should still be horse and buggy tours, or if it's too hot in the summertime for the horses. <laughs> and... Right. Um, that debate I mean, Central was Central Park in New York City has dealt with similar things where I think they've, they've tried to ban uh, the use of horses like that. Yeah. Well, one of the horses got scared and kicked through the window of Subway last summer. Was, <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of it. <laughs> My God. I've heard of being impatient to, uh, to get your six-inch BMT, but that takes the cake. I hope that horse was put in jail. <laughs> well people to be honest like i i am on the local facebook group and uh this one guy <laughs> i won't say any names but when they were complaining that it was too hot for horses he was like well i have to work outside when it's hot and no one's sticking up for me <laughs> and people were like you're a human being though <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, that's the, the classic human-horse rivalry of where humans have, <laughs> since time immemorial, been j jealous of horses and how everyone loves horses more than humans. <laughs> oh, What's that man. horse got that I don't have? <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, that's some of the stuff that's been going on. I'm sure there's more. I just uh, haven't really been following it too closely. But I guess the only guy who's declared that he's running is the former town crier. And uh, Wow. Town crier? Yeah. He would dress up in an old-timey outfit and ring a bell at the beginning of certain... Oh, one of those guys. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So there, I'm, so Lunenburg just still has a town crier. Yeah, I mean, maybe not anymore. But when I was in high school, we certainly did. When I was in high school, wait, wait, there, wait, was, wait. there was a working blacksmith shop down the street for me, but that's <laughs> since closed. <laughs> you grew up in the 1400s. <laughs> was the town crier like kind of a loser? I mean, not to be mean, it's just why are you doing? Was that? he a volunteer? I, I cannot imagine that it's not a volunteer position. <laughs> I make $100,000 a year. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what does he say? Hear ye, hear ye, everyone. Like just stuff you could read on the news? Pretty much. He would say, like, it wasn't like a daily thing. I don't think he did it every day. Another hear ye, hear ye. Kim, Car- this, this is Kim Kardashian stuns in bikini. <laughs> You would just kind of say, hear ye, hear ye, at the beginning of, like, various town ceremonies. I want to say he did it at the Remembrance Day once, but that sounds too disrespectful. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye, please be quiet. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye, this week, Subway is replacing the window that the horse kicked in. <laughs> wow. So, did... When you were like a, you went to high school, I imagine in Lunenburg, right? Yes. Did any like I imagine it's not part of the touring circuit for bands or or, or rappers. Did anyone of note ever play a concert when you were in high school or or uh, even after? I would say Fishbone is maybe the the <laughs> biggest one. <laughs> Of all bands, Fishbone. <laughs> what was their big song? Ma and Pa. Yeah, how does that go? It's like, hey, Ma and Pa, what the hell is wrong with ya? Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah, so that would be the biggest band that we got. Why did Fishbone... They played at the uh, the community center by the skate park. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Were you there? Were you a ska did you guy, see- Michael? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did own a Fishbone album that had Ma and Pa on it in high school. I think it was called Truth and Soul. <laughs> but, but Bryn, did you attend that Fishbone show? Uh, did I? I must have. Yeah, yeah. You don't remember. <laughs> I don't have any memory of it, but I can't imagine <laughs> that I would have been doing anything else. Well, they say if you can remember seeing a Fishbone, <laughs> you weren't really there, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Wow, Fishbone. That's yeah, that's the biggest one. There was a lot of I don't know if the people are still doing this, but when I was in high school, there was a lot of just like uh local bands would play like Misfits covers and Metallica covers and stuff, and they would put on shows at uh different I don't know <laughs> church halls and so on. It was the real <laughs> was the real thing to do. That's cool. I I remember uh growing up in Orangeville small town in Ontario and uh, going to a bar and there was like a band playing called Corduroy and they were playing like, you know, that filter song, Hey man, nice shot. (laughs) And the guy, the lead singer kind of looked like the lead singer of the band disturbed. 
but without the lip, <laughs> lip rings. And I remember him like he was like the band was playing on stage, but he was in the crowd, but no one was around him, but sort of facing the band while singing. Like, I don't know if he had nerves or something, but he wasn't looking at the crowd. He was like looking at the stage while singing to like a half empty bar. Anyway. And they called themselves Corduroy. Corduroy, which I think is like a very bad band name. Well, it reminds me of like uh, like Teddy Ruxpin or something. It's not very threatening. <laughs> Just like shitty chords. Yeah. Oh, was, was it a was it like a pun with C H O R D? Oh my god, I don't know, but that's actually like a O'Neaters kind of thing. Corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bryn, I have some uh, some news from home. Okay. Uh, I imagine you consider Toronto your home now, maybe? I'm, yeah, um, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, Chair Girl, she made international headlines from uh, throwing a chair onto, I believe, the, the Gardner Expressway like two years ago. Is she okay? Well, she was pictured please, please. just this weekend. I saw a video on the Toronto Sun uh, website. For anyone who doesn't know, the Toronto Sun is uh, this, this city's uh, reactionary tabloid uh, newspaper. And they had I, a video of her partying on Friday night in the midst of a, you know, of a global pandemic. And she was not social distancing. I'm shocked. And she was twerking. Was she twerking? She was twerking during a pandemic. That is not okay. You know what would kind of make – she should throw a chair during quarantine onto the highway again. Just to make us feel like a bit of normalcy. And yeah, this is the probably the best time to throw a chair onto the street. That's right. Very Hardly cars. any cars. Yeah. Where was she? Where was hosting a party? It looked like it was. <laughs> it wasn't a club because, of course, all the nightclubs and bars have shut down. Um, it looked like it was like a, in a condo or something. Oh Lord. She and was- yes, the spirit of the article was uh, condemnatory. They weren't <laughs> celebrating her party. I would. Can you imagine though being a condo security guard who gets like at this point? I bet everyone was telling that security guard like, "You got to shut this party down. They're not social distancing." And you just be like, "Be like, I'm making like thirteen dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have zero power. Yeah, I'm just gonna knock on the door and be like, "Hey guys, you're supposed to social distance. I'm gonna have to write you up if you don't." And, yeah. Like, what a sad uh, – I'm very happy that I'm not working as a condo security guard during this pandemic. <laughs> so I have – I've pulled up the the, uh, the article here from the Toronto Sun and the headline is videos show uh, – this is from yesterday. Videos show coronavirus hasn't chilled chair girls partying. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'll, I'll read it a bit uh, if you'd like. Um, Global pandemic COVID-19 is shutting down the free world, but it's not stopping chair girl from cavorting with her girlfriends and lighting up social media again. (laughs) It would seem that the notorious Marcella Zoya and her gal pals were up to some late night shenanigans, drinking, dancing, and breaking social distancing rules in frisky ways at an undisclosed home-turned-nightclub in the early hours of Friday morning. Of course, it was posted on her girlfriend's Instagram account, and then they have a link to the video of her uh, dancing. Wow! And and is it in and, and it's twerking? You said. Yeah, and can I um, just re- read another little paragraph oh, here? 
Um, the party video depicts Zoya, a.k.a. Chair Girl, dressed in a tight white halter top <laughs> and equally tight pants. Whoever wrote this, yeah, a huge perv. Um, <laughs> equally tight pants cinched at the waist with a gold <laughs> Moschino belt. She's playing with her blonde tresses and dancing and lip syncing to, to rappers. <laughs> <laughs> he did did not uh, did not look into what what the rappers, rappers were. A girlfriend up comes you. up behind Zoya and sticks her pierced tongue out for the video filmer. She then playfully spanks Zoya's bum as she gyrates to the song "Myron" by Lil Uzi Vert. Wow, it's like the article was just. I guess they literally wrote every detail of what happened in the video. Yeah, describing a party. Oh, and the article is written by Tattletale. That's the name of the Ooh, journalist. What? That's like 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 Gossip Girl. <laughs> wow. She's lip syncing to rappers. Um, oh, I just opened this uh, article. Uh, the comment section seems to be open. Do you think oh. we can get some of the... Co- what do you think the comments are like? Um, wow. Half horny and half mad. Okay. Or... Oh. Combination of, of both. Uh, I'll, I'll read one for you. Okay. I don't have Instagram, so I would not know anything about Cheer Girl's life. So thank you very much for following this story and keeping me up to speed on the exploits of this wonderful young woman's saga. It's riveting stuff. That sounds sarcastic. Uh, he's being a little, so having a little fun. That's a libtard wrote that one. Mm. <laughs> can I, before we continue with comments, can I read the last paragraph of the article? Oh, sure. Please. Uh, one of the last videos is a bit steamy as an unknown blonde friend comes up from behind, rubs her hands all over Zoya's breasts, and then massages her torso as both laugh and smile while she lip syncs to Crazy Life by Von King. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch this video now. <laughs> it sounds uh, like a, you know. Yeah. Uh, any other good comments, Bryn? Um. Ignore her. Oh my god, I don't understand why everyone doesn't just ignore her. Okay. Uh, for most well, that of it, person's not like, very fun. All uh, People like her will make things much worse for everyone. Not because they can spread the virus more, but because this stupid activity might cause governments to impose isolation, not just ask us to do it. Stop giving airtime to this stupid bimbo. <laughs> so and that then, person so- <laughs> was, able to, was able to come down on her, but also kind of imply that the coronavirus is overblown. Yes. Like, I'm not upset that she's partying with her friends, but it'll make the government get mad at us. Just don't broadcast it. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I won't say the woman's name who wrote the comment, but she, in her photo, she's wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> okay. Uh, I see. And and someone says that she should, a lot of people saying she should go to jail. But isn't she already going to go to jail? I think she's still going to court. I, has she been sentenced yet? I have no idea. Is Chair Girl like a top ten Toronto celebrity at this point? I think so. If we're not counting, like, are we counting like the Raptors and Drake? Right, that's a good point. Yeah. So excluding Drake and the Raptors and Ed the Sock, I guess mm-hmm. Chair Girl would be one of the top ten uh, Toronto celebs. Yeah. She's up there. That's um. Did you? I'm sure you guys talked about it on the pod earlier. But uh, that Blue Jay who was caught jerking off in his car, I think should have. <laughs> you know what? I don't even. You know, know what? We never talked about, about it. That. And I'm a big Blue Jays fan. 
let's let's del- let's delve into it now. Let's give it. Uh, now, explain actually, the Brent, story. I'm going to ask you if, if you. If, I don't know if you could find this, but if, since you're on the computer, if you could find the Toronto Sun cover of the day that story broke, <laughs> it's very good. It, it was carjacking, was it not? Yes, the headline was carjacking, and the subheadline was bait her up. <laughs> and yes. uh yes a blue jays backup catcher um was uh drove i guess to a parking lot of a mini mall and um looked up porn on his phone and wanked off in his car and got arrested <laughs> and uh i listened to you know sports radio and it was funny because when the story first broke they were kind of like oh looks like a blue jays player has been arrested for um kind of indecent exposure and they were handling it very sort of seriously like i wonder if he did something horrible to someone and then the next day as it got revealed that he was just looking at porn on his phone and they didn't take it so seriously that story is kind of like the nice side of uh, of sex crimes because he wasn't hurting anybody else he was just you know doing it himself you know sure he shouldn't have been but no one else was injured i i feel like you got it like he was at the mall, like, at least go into the bathroom. Sure. And wasn't it in front of a dollar store? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we've all been in these emergency situations, but, like, yeah. Yeah. Part, of being, part of being in a decent society is that we wait till we get to at least a bathroom. You wait till you, go to, you get to go to a public bathroom, or at least till you're driving the car. What at do least, you figure, least I mean, you're going down the highway. Because the guy must have is going to put his uh, his load <laughs> on the windshield. That's a great question. And maybe the vent, the steering the, wheel, the air conditioning vent. Because <laughs> like it's hot down there, and the, like it, it seems like it would really stink up the car. Yeah. <laughs> now, given what's happened since that story broke, it almost seems like um, you know. Can you believe that anyone even cared about this story? But at the time it broke, it was, you know, front page news. Everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think if someone <laughs> – I think if a celeb was caught jacket off in public now, it would still – it maybe wouldn't – it wouldn't have the same impact that it would before, but I think it would still – it would still, still register. Well, you may be right, Bryn, but I'll tell you what. If there's one person in the world who's not too unhappy that the coronavirus pandemic hit, it's probably Reese McGuire. You know? Yeah. You've got to be honest here. Did he ever explain what happened? Did he Was he interviewed or did he, did he issue some sort of official statement? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I heard Buck Martinez, the Blue Jays announcer, kind of old, gruff old guy, uh, interviewed about it. And he's like, Wow, that's just really unfortunate. And he was—he was being very uh, serious about it. Like, you know, that's a real problem. Uh, this is really bad. And I, I'm over here going, "Hey, let he who has not wanked off in a parking lot cast the first stone." Because he's—he, how old is he? He can't be more than like early mid early to mid twenties. Mm, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what were you thinking? Sixteen. Think <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> if the baseball season goes ahead, I think the Blue Jays should have fun with this little, you know, controversy. <laughs> Maybe incorporate it into, you know, the seventh inning stretch. Maybe have Ace, who is the the Blue Jays mascot, come out for the seventh inning stretch while they're singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and he drives out in a car, and then suddenly he stops, and the car starts shaking. <laughs> 
and then some, you know, some cops come and arrest him, and it'd be fun. Or you know, that would be, be fun. You know, it could be good, Mike. Be like, now time to see to you know hear from Ace, and then Ace drives onto the field in a car, and then the door opens, and Ace gets out of the car, but he's like got his hands over his privates and his knees kind of crossed and like waddles away because he was he is a boner. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways they could have fun with this. Or you know what would be good? Like, you know how, like, they could have an ad for the Blue Jays. And you know how sometimes they'll have the announcers do the ads for, like, you know, buy a season tickets. And, and it, they could yeah. somehow incorporate, like, you know, having having Buck Martinez and Pat Tabler, you know, doing an ad in a car. And they're both jerking off or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, are you excited for the big season this year? Yeah, I think Vlad Jr. is finally going to really uh, do well. And then it. Pans down and they're both jerking off. <laughs> or what even was the just, Blue Jays hash the hashtag last year? Was it love this game or no? That was a few years ago. What was well, it last year? Uh, once they had, a, I mean, this is a once they had one hashtag come together. Well, well maybe that, they can they revive can just that bring one. Bring that back. Yeah, come together in your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, it'd be wonderful. Britain, is there any? Um, you're sort of a. I find a, an excellent internet historian you're always up on weird dumb things that people are doing on the internet is anything sort of piquing your fancy these days or grabbed your attention of weird i've losers? been i've been trying to stay off the internet as much as i can because like mm. you know we're kind of all weird losers now it's true um but uh i would say uh if oh, a really fun one a while ago was uh waifuism i think i showed you that one james you did where there's a it's a part of Reddit where men discuss uh, how they're all married to cartoon characters and what their relationships with their cartoon wives are like. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so. is it is it like Marge Simpson and like the wife on Bob's Burgers, or is it like does it, the whole history of animation? Usually, they are uh, Japanese characters that I have not heard of. <laughs> okay, right, and so these guys. They, they basically pretend, I guess, that, yeah. that they're in relationships with these anime characters. Yeah, and they have, like, very deep philosophical discussions about, like, what happens if, um, you know, the character ha- gets a boyfriend on the show? Does that mean that you're not her boyfriend anymore in real life? <laughs> they get jealous? <laughs> and, like, what if two people have the same one? And, like, there's a whole... And then when I stopped reading it was when somebody tried to justify that, like, even though certain characters look like kids, they're actually oh. hundreds of years old on their planet. And I was like, okay, <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I, I don't oh. need to read any more of this at all. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> interesting. So, you know, but Maybe I'm a lot less judged. a point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a godsend. <laughs> well, I don't know if these guys who were doing that aren't, you know, they were probably socially distancing long before this happened. You know, like, people there's like people are making the same five jokes on Twitter during this like I've been social distancing yeah. this whole time because mm-hmm. I'm such an introvert or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are making jokes about like I'm so horny uh, staying inside. Do you think that during the... <laughs> I like, haven't the seen black... any of those ones yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've seen a bunch of them. But do you think that during, like, when the bubonic plague was ravaging Europe and killing millions, do you think people were, like, privately at home going, like, I'm so horny? <laughs> <laughs> 
They were probably really horny back then, yeah. I guess like, being close to death makes you get horny in some way. I don't know. I, Plus every, I, I don't know. I, if, I don't know if this is a horny time, to be honest. I think it may be an unhorny time. Everybody's at home in their sweatpants. I'm considerably less horny than I was. Uh, you know, I, I'm living in my parents' home, so mm. I'm really trying to keep a keep a lid on that. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't want to fly home and be horny in your parents' house. <laughs> How's your horniness levels, Mike? Um, to be honest, well, first of all, I'm I've been naked here, sitting on the toilet for seven days. Um, but no, I I'm feeling less aroused or arousable than possibly any other time in my life. <laughs> but I think I may have cut off. I, I may have, from sitting so much on this uncomfortable seat. I may have cut off the blood flow to certain mm. parts of my body. So I don't know. Well, be sure to. To get up once in a while and walk around. Nah. Uh, I seriously, how, are there are people really hoardy right now? <laughs> people keep tweeting about it. Oh, I haven't seen that either, Mike. Maybe you've got a strange algorithm going on. The only like there's there's a a meme page that I follow that's always horny memes that are posting memes about being horny, but that page is called uh baby slut xo so they're always horny on there <laughs> oh interesting and you you i i noticed bryn you follow on facebook a at least two uh christian meme pages yes yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're very good they're really good can you offhand could you think of any really good christian memes that you remember bryn uh, <laughs> this is where we've sunk we're remembering memes <laughs> Uh, you know, there was one uh, when this virus started hitting where somebody just said, uh, I wasn't planning on giving up this much for Lent. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's pretty That's good. true. He's got a point, you know. Uh, how is your guys' Lent going, though? Oh, yeah, Mike, how topic. is your Lent going? What did you give up, Mike? Me, um, I gave up all fruits and vegetables and <laughs> baked uh, products. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. And luckily, because of the shortage of, of groceries, um, it sort of like dovetailed nicely into that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just eating scraps of meat and um, pieces of cheese and stuff. Yeah. Very nice. I, I for Lent, gave up my uh, Pornhub premium account. Um, so I was just going to watch the free content, but then for coronavirus, they've started uh, letting you watch the premium account for free. So it actually worked out really well for me. That's great. Yeah. Is that true? Pornhub is offering free premium during this uh, global pandemic? I think I might have seen something about that, but I might be wrong. I smell a Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, oh boy. Um... Yeah, what else did we want to talk about? Uh, I think we've covered quite a bit of ground. Is there anything else? Like you, well, we, we've, got to mention, rep- we've got to talk about Bryn's album. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Now's a so, good time so, to listen to a fake slam poetry album if, yeah. you're, if you're out there. So, uh, tell us, Bryn. Um, so you are you and Han and Eunice, when, when you're both in Toronto, you are a powerful duo known as Definition of Knowledge. 
And you just released, is it your debut album? It's our debut album. We released it with uh, Howl and Roar Records. Um, and it's called Gentrify This? It's called Gentrify This. And yeah, it's available right. on all the major streaming platforms, including Napster somehow. Whoa. That, Napster. Was, that was a fun surprise. Are you, is the album torrentable? Probably. I, I, I mean, okay. it's on Spotify. So if you want to hear it for free, just get it there. <laughs> Definition of knowledge. And so I've seen, uh, and James, I, I assume you, you've seen, uh, we've, we've both seen Definition of Knowledge several times. Mm-hmm. Always very fun, very funny. Hilarious. You guys have a great chemistry. But did you record the album? Here's the question people want to know. In front of a live audience? Or is it a studio project? Uh, if, you know what? Here's a little peek behind the curtain. It was recorded in studio, but made to sound as if we were performing... At a lot of different places. so Studio trickery! Yeah, so with Studio Magic, it sounds like we're performing on a bus. And uh, at a... Uh, <laughs> at like a, a school. Or in a, a corporate boardroom. But really, it was all right. done... Uh, it was all done in studio. Excellent. Very cool. And it's been... At, you released it on Valentine's Day, which... I gotta ask you, why'd you guys choose that day? I wish there was a funny reason for it, but it was uh, Allison Dorr, who runs the label, said that would be a good day, and we said, okay. Well, um, <laughs> can't wait to download and check out this album. This is very exciting. Yeah. Just going to say, um, some friends and I are all reading an Agatha Christie novel by Easter, and if anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants to join our Agatha Christie book club on Easter Day, then, uh, then, then message me. Which book? Where do they message you? Just message me on Twitter, I guess, or Facebook. But uh, we're each going to try to read a different one and then see how they all stack up against each other. Well, that's pretty oh. fun. Yeah. Uh, I think the only Agatha Christie book I ever read uh, was And Then There Were None, which was the uh, the retitled name for uh, one of her novels. Mm. Uh, it- I'm reading one now called An Overdose of Death, which... Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Can you overdose uh, on death? I mean, I feel like a regular dose is all you need, but... Well, I'm going to find out. <laughs> he double died. <laughs> and on Twitter, you are at Bryn Corrigible? I'm, uh, that's Instagram. Oh, let me check. I haven't been on... I'm not on Twitter very much. On Twitter, I am... Brintendo64. <laughs> Brintendo64. I will link to you, your uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram, if you don't mind, in our show notes. Please. Well, thanks so much uh, for joining us, Bryn. Please uh, stay safe out there in Nova Scotia and have fun with your parents. Um, yeah. You, we can't wait to hear that. Don't album. get horny. Yeah, don't get horny. Oh, no, no problem. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you guys have a good time back in toronto and uh i'll see you someday i hope yeah (laughs) when this is all over um you'll come back to toronto we'll all go out partying at a nightclub maybe we'll see chair girl in in person and we'll have a nice time and then we'll all jack off in james's car (laughs) (laughs) it's a deal how about mike's car i don't know okay um cool well thanks again so much brent mike um We'll do this again next week if we're not, you know, six feet under. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, just please ring, give the bell a really good jingle if you do need to, uh, to use the bathroom. Right, and try not to sleep so deeply is what I would say to that. Okay. Bye.